0: Second Kings chapter 7. And I want to speak to us this morning about the condition in which we find ourselves in daily, where we are, the routine, the things we face, the things we deal with. And are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? waking up every day going through the same motions dealing with the same problems going to bed the night dealing with the same issues and waking again with the same the same pain the same struggles the same heartaches i want to tell you this morning that you can make one decision, and turn your life around. You don't have to stay where you are. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse number 1, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time a measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Then the Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but you're not going to eat thereof. Verse number three, and there were four lepers, four leprous men at the entering end of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? Why sit we here until we die? I I just want to preach for a little bit today, why sit we here? Why sit we here? Lord, help me this morning to preach what you've put in my spirit. I pray for this congregation this morning. I pray for every person that entered today as they do every week and did not come with intention to make change in their life, God, but I pray this morning that the courage to make a radical change in somebody's life could occur today. And truly, the miracle of change in their life could be brought this morning for the one God that has never made the decision, for the one God that has made the decision but has not fully taken that step of faith. I pray this morning, God, that your power and your word would move upon every heart this morning. Church, pray with me right now. We need the help of the Lord today. God, let your spirit and your power help this morning. Somebody today is in need. Somebody today is tired of sitting as they are, and God, it is only your spirit that can make a difference. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God bless you. You can be seated this morning. I'm reminded in study of the most powerful, perhaps, and lasting statements that was made by our late bishop as we were trying to make decisions regarding the future of the church, particularly to purchase this property. And there was a lot of attachments tied to the church on Delphi Avenue. We had been in that building since 1972. And for about 30 years, the church had worshipped at that location and here we were making decisions to to make a move after 30, 35 years of worshiping in that location. And obviously, there was a lot of emotion attached to it. And there was a lot of security attached to it. We can get attached to locations. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we've lived in the home we've lived in now for 23 years. And we raised our kids there. We have attachments to it. It's nothing fancy. Probably wouldn't impress most people, but it's home to us, and it's we have attachments to it. And uh, to walk out of a church building after we had lived and worshipped there—weddings and funerals and baby dedications and uh, great revival services and memories—all were fresh in our minds as we were considering walking away from the place where we had been. There's comfort in staying where you are. Uh, He made a statement in the crux of our decision, and uh, it was captured on video and played and replayed several times for our congregation, but he looked intently at the camera, and he made the statement, if we stay here, we will die. Interesting statement, of course, his mind, without a doubt, was resting upon this passage in Second Kings, where King ben of Syria had besieged Samaria, and in this text, of course, the Bible talks about there being a famine in the land because of the attack. It was a military attack. And it left the people broke. And in those days, they they fought dirty. And often the fields were burned, and they would salt the fields so that they would not be able to produce in years to come. Um, They would kill the workers, They, they would save only the women and the children, and most all able bodied people would be killed the conquered king and all of his men and all of the potential authorities and next in line would all be killed. There was not much left. And with famine in the land, the prophet of the Lord, of course, came and announced and pronounced that uh, there was going to come an end. And uh, he began to to talk about uh, there's going to be an end to this famine, uh, that this famine was not going to continue. But to the natural eye, looking at the circumstance and looking at the situation, one would could hardly believe the words of the prophet, the words of the prophet that the next day, they were going there was going to be an, an immediate turnaround, that the next day they were going to be selling a measure of a fine flour for only a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel. And uh, that was, that was bargain basement prices. It was, there was no way. They're in famine and things are at premium. It was, they didn't, they didn't have much to offer and it certainly, how could it sell so, so cheaply? And the only way that it, could happen would be that there was a miracle uh, of a discovery of a food source uh, because there's no way that they could plant and grow and harvest and store in the storehouses enough for this to become a reality. Yet the prophet of the Lord speaks and he tells them this: this is what's going to to happen. Little did Anyone who would have heard the words of the prophet know that there were just four men. Four men against a whole city, four men. And those men were not high society, they were not connected, they were not in the loop, they did not have financial resources. These four men, we, we don't really know their names, what we know about them is we know that they were Lepers. They had leprosy in Scripture. Of course, you understand if you have been around uh, teaching for a while of the Word of God that leprosy is a type and a shadow of sin. So when the Bible speaks of a leper or a leprous individual, it is typology of sin. So you can draw parallels and make comparison in Scripture. Of the leprous man and the sinner. And here you see there were four leprous men sitting outside the gate of the city because they had been banished from the city. It was not uncommon. it was not an uncommon practice, but lepers were often pushed out of the city. they were cast out, they were pushed to the outskirts. they they didn't want them among normal society because they were concerned that their leprosy would spread to others. And so this sickness, they banished them to the outskirts of the city and they would only, the only food and, and uh, nourishment that they would get would be because of the benevolence of people that were in the city that would come to the gate and would, Push food through the gate to them so that they could be fed. But the problem with these four leprous men was that these four leprous men were, uh, they were banished outside the gate but inside the city there wasn't much hope either. Because the people inside the city were starving to death. As a matter of fact, they were at a point where they had nothing left for themselves. It was a struggle inside the city. And so they certainly did not have any leftovers to push through the gate to take care of four dying men. The banished men outside of the city gate came to a conclusion and they began to look at one another and recognize their dilemma, understanding where they were and understanding what was going on in the setting that uh, here here they were uh, starving to death. And they knew that they were would not be allowed to go back into the city for if they went back into the city they would be killed. But if they stayed where they were, that they were going to starve to death. And uh, they, it, this, this brought them to a point that they had to make a decision. I, I came this morning just to talk to you for a little bit. And I pray the heart of the matter of what I'm speaking on today pierces through the monotony of the weekly tone of my voice and the consistent preaching that I do in this pulpit. But I pray this morning that somehow that the word of the Lord would pierce through the heart of individuals this morning that have been sitting where you are for a very long time. And you are sitting in a condition of famine in your life. You are starving to death. It may not be of your own doing. It may not be what you intended. Maybe it was something that came upon you that you never intended to happen. Maybe you had nothing to do with what happened. But here you are and you're in a place that you never intended to be. I came this morning as a preacher of the gospel to speak to this congregation today and to tell you that you don't have to stay like you are and die like you are. But there is hope for you and there is help for you and there is a God this morning that sent a preacher to this pulpit to preach a simple but old-fashioned message that tells you God has some hope for you. God has some help for you. You don't have to sit there and die. You can get up from where you are. You don't have to stay where you are. But I do want to tell you that if you keep going like you were going, you're going to achieve nothing and you're going to die a spiritual death. Oh, preacher, you don't know what I've been through. It doesn't matter. Could we clear the air this morning and tell tell you we've all been hurt? We've all been hindered. We've all been through it. We've all dealt with problems. We've all been disappointed, but there is nothing worth losing your soul over. You better make up your mind this morning. I can't keep sitting like I am, but I've got to get up from where I am and do something about it. About my condition. You can't wish it enough. You can't just want it enough. You've got to make a decision today. I am going to do something about the condition that I am in. You've got to make a decision. You've got to get up from your hurt. You've got to get up from your bitterness. You got to get up from all the hindrances that are around you. You've got to get up from your pain. I'm not telling you to get over it. That'll come. God will help you. God will heal it. But you have to make a decision. I'm not going to stay where I am and keep groveling. You're not going to get better sitting bitter. You're not going to get better sitting with the pain and anguish. You can talk about it. You can reminisce over it. You've got to make a decision. I'm going to get up from it. I'm not going to let a lost loved one keep me from being saved. I'm not going to let church hurt keep me from being saved. I'm not going to let a friend or neighbor or relative or anything else keep me from being saved. There is nothing worth losing your soul over. There is nothing worth being lost over. You need to get up from where you are today and recognize I have to make a decision to go on. I've been hurt a little in my life. I'm not going to share with you and share the details with you. But I've been hurt in my life. I've been disappointed in my life. I've been talked about in my life. I've been disappointed in others in my life. I've had days and I wondered if I had any friends. I've had days and I wondered if anybody knew where I was. I would guess most of you could... Could understand what I'm talking about this morning because most of you, if you've lived any space of time, too have walked down those lonely roads. And I'm telling you, when you get in that situation, the old saying, misery loves company, never has rang so true. Sometimes we just want somebody to hear us. Sometimes we just need to talk about it. But I'm going to tell you that if you just keep living in that and and, and just keep groveling in it and keep working your way through it and think that it's going to change it, it never will. The only way you're going to get over it, the only way you're going to get better, the only way your life is going to move from where you are, you have to make a decision. This situation has controlled me long enough, and enough is enough and i'm going to take it to god in prayer and i'm going to lay it at his feet and i'm going to get up from where i am because if i stay where i am i am going to die and if i stay where i am they're going to be right because i'm going to end up backsliding out of the church lost without god my family's not going to be saved i'm not going to accomplish anything do anything find any fulfillment i have to make a decision to get up and get over it and move on and and not let my past dictate my future. Oh, that's a word for somebody this morning. You need to stop allowing what has happened to you to affect what God is wanting to do in you and in your future. You've got to get up from where you are and say it is behind me. Forgetting the things that are behind. I will press. I make a decision to press. I'm not going to walk out of this church building this morning dealing with the same old thing. I make a decision. I'm going to get up. Today, I'm going to turn it over to God once and for all. Oh, you can keep walking down the same road. It's going to lead you to the same old thing. You can keep doing the same thing, but it's not going to change until you make a decision to change. I feel like God is calling some people today who have been sitting by the gate, passing the time, Waiting for people just to push a little nourishment through to you once in a while. You come to church and want God just to give you a little nugget. Give you a little word. And you pacify the flesh. You push yourself through. You just get on by it. I'm just getting by day to day. I feel like God is calling some people today. He's speaking to some hearts today. I feel like the Lord is wanting some people to recognize I need to look at where I am spiritually. If I ask you a hard question this morning and ask you, where do you stand spiritually this morning? If the Lord chose to call you home today, would you really be ready? Are you sure you are ready? All right, let me go a little further than that because maybe you could say, I feel like that I would be ready. But let me ask you, if the Lord doesn't take you home in the next few days or months or years and you've got to live a while, are you satisfied getting by with the little bit that you have sitting at the gate or do you want to live in the fullness of what God has for your future? The decision is yours today. God is wanting you to make a decision. I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to keep eating. What's the scraps that's pushed through the gate to me, but I'm going to get up from where I am. I'm going to have a mind change. I'm going to plug into what God is doing in the church. I'm going to plug in. I'm going to get in a prayer meeting. I'm going to get in a small group. I'm going to find some friends to fellowship with. I may not feel like I have any friends. I'm going to make some. I'm going to find some. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to quit sitting back during altar call. I'm going to come to the front. I may not feel anything, but I'm going to come and I'm going to pray until I pray through. I'm going to come and I'm going to worship until I do. I'm going to come until I get the presence of God afresh and anew somebody needs an apostolic revival to pour on I'm not talking about an evangelist I'm talking about a soul stirring apostolic revival that starts on this Sunday morning and begins in you It doesn't matter who hurt you It doesn't matter how you ended up where you are. It's not too late for you to turn back around and to turn things around in your life. You're one decision away from recovery. You're one decision away from getting up from where you are. Don't you dare allow the devil to tell you the church is going to judge you. The hand claps you hear this morning, the hallelujahs you hear this morning, it's a church filled with people that is is, uh, urging you this morning. They're clapping for you this morning. They're, They're Warring for you this morning because they want you to get up, they want you to get back on fire, they want you to worship like you used to worship, they want you to praise like you used to pray, they want to see you on fire. They're they're urging you this morning. The church is for you, God is for you, the preacher's for you. What doth hinder you? Don't stay by the gate. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Come on, you may be the key to the next great revival. You may be the key to your son or daughter praying back through. Who knows the personal revival that happens in you and what it'll do to this church, what it'll do to this community, what it'll do to this region. It may be you that starts the revival. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, it's unlikely. I want to preach to you about these four leprous men. They were the most unlikely. They were the most unlikely people to be the individuals that are the key source to the fulfillment of the prophecy that had happened before times inside the city. Pastor, God could never use me. He couldn't use lepers either, could he? They're banished. They're outside of the city. Who in the world would ever believe that four men who were outcasts from society who were sick unto death would be the leading cause for the great revival. But I'm going to tell you how that the city, and the prophecy that the next day the revival, uh, the harvest, the the, the 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 food was going to be restored back into the city. It wasn't going to come from the king, the king's horses and the king's men and the king's chariots. But it was going to come from an unlikely source of four men who were banished outside of the city. I know you think it can't be you, but I'm trying to tell you today that your family may be waiting on you. I'm not telling you you're lost and undone without God today. I'm telling you that you need to get up from where you are and you need to engage again. You need to say, God, strengthen me one more time. My family needs revival. My friends need revival. I will be the lead. I'll lead in worship. I'll lead in prayer. I'll lead in passion. I'm not going to sit idly by these four men. We're outcasts. They're outside of the city but there was something driving them that said if we stay where we are we're going to die if we go back to where we came from they're going to kill us there and we're going to die in the city because they have nothing for us let me tell you a person in this room today that thinks that the world has what you're looking for i'm going to tell you the pain that you feel while this preacher is preaching this morning and you know you're starving to death, you go back into the world, and the world has nothing for you. The world is not going to feed that desire, that hunger you have. The Lord is going to feel that longing in your heart this morning. It is only Jesus that can satisfy the longing in your heart. One of the greatest hindering factors to revival is when a church becomes too comfortable. When individuals become satisfied just sitting like they are. Just getting by like they are. Child of God, you've come too far to die at the particularly when there your enemy is is in eye and earshot. You can see them as they are having a party with the things that have been stolen from you. Your joy is just a little ways away. Your victory is just a little ways away. Your hope is just a little ways away. You still remember what it was like to be in the presence of God. You remember what it was like to feel and bask in his glory. You still remember what it was like when the Shekinah glory came down and you spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. You still remember you're not far from it but the enemy's taken it from you and the enemy's got it in his camp and you're sitting by the gate waiting to die. Come on somebody needs to get up from where you are and say I'm not staying here I'm not comfortable here I'm going to get up somebody's waiting on your decision your family members waiting on your decision well I'll come if they'll come they may come if you'll get on fire mom you need to get up Dad, you need to rise up. Your family's waiting on you. You can't afford to stay where you are. You're going to die. You can't walk down and go back to where you came from. There's nothing there for you. So what do you have to lose today? Stay where you are and die. Go back into the city and die. Or make up your mind. I'm not sitting here. Until I die. The church needs baptized. With the motivation doing more than what we have ever done before. Somebody needs to get so hungry for God they like Jacob will say I won't let you go until you bless me. Somebody needs to decide lunch doesn't matter I'll come to the altar and pray as long as it takes. I'll pray until I pray through. I'll pray until I get the victory. I'll pray until something happens. We need to get so hungry for change and personal revival that we refuse to stay where we are and declare in Jesus name I am going to get up and go take back what's been taken from me the four lepers realized their condition and they became sensitive to the opportunity that God had afforded them because the man of God had come and had prophesied that tomorrow, about this time, I don't have much use for prophe- prophecies that are so generic that you know nobody can understand, but when a prophet comes and says tomorrow, about this time, the lack of food and the high prices on what food that is there that nobody can afford, is going to go away because something is going to happen that tomorrow about this time a shekel is going to buy the finest of flour and a shekel is going to buy two measures of barley he was specific about what God wanted to do four lepers outside the gate banished the unlikely source are sitting out there talking. They don't even know what's going on inside the city. They don't even know that the city is, is is waiting to see if the words of the prophet are right. They're not sitting out judging the words of the prophet and wondering if God even knows where they are. They're out looking at their dilemma, but they become so dissatisfied where they are that they started talking among themselves. we got to do something. We can't stay here. Mm. I wish God would baptize this congregation with a with enough drive and motivation that you'd start looking at one another saying come on we got to have revival. Come on we got to have a Sunday night breakthrough. We got to have a Sunday morning holy ghost outpouring. We can't stay. I wish you'd come in church instead of talking about what you've done all week. You'd come in and say, come on, we got to have people praying through this morning. we got to have a Holy Ghost time today. We can't stay where we... You need to get motivated to where you'll start talking. Revival happens when the people who are sitting by the gate start talking about I'm not staying where I am. so they responded by faith if we stay here we die if we go back into the city we die so the only hope we have is that camp out there that has our joy that has our hope that has our everything that's been taken from me I can hear them and I can see them and the devil's having a party over the things that I used to have and I have declared that it's never going to be again but I come this morning to tell tell you i'm trying to tell somebody that there's going to be a risk involved but the outcome of the risk is well worth it stay where you are you're going to die go back you're going to die the only hope you have is to get up from where you are this morning and declare i'm going to go to the enemy's camp and i'm going to take back what has been taken from me i'm going to get it and i'm going to have i'm going to eat from it Why don't somebody give hope a chance this morning? Why don't somebody give this pastor and this church and God a chance this morning? Why don't you make a decision today? Pastor, as soon as you open these altars I'm coming this morning because I'm tired of coming to church and sitting like I am. I need to be on fire. I need to have the Holy Ghost and fire burning in me. God's not against you. The church is not against you. The pastor's not against you. What doth hinder you? You need to get up from where you are I wish somebody would let hope prevail today and declare I'm going to live in victory And when they made a decision to get up from where they are and to go to the enemy's camp, here's what the Bible said. The Lord, everybody say the Lord. Lord. The Lord caused the enemy to hear the sounds of chariots. Those four lepers didn't have any chariots. They didn't have any horses. They didn't have any weaponry. All they had was courage to get up from where they were. And the Lord caused the enemy to hear the sound of an army coming to where they threw down everything they had. They unmanned the food resources and the storehouses and they ran for their life. I'm going to tell you what hell's doing this morning. Hell's hearing some people as you begin to do war and worship. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are. Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hell is hearing some warfare. Hell is hearing the sound of chariots and horses. Because God, through your worship, is stirring up the enemy's camp that has been holding back your faith, holding back your peace, holding back your hope, holding back pack what God has for your future you need to make up your mind today I'm going to the enemy's camp and trusting God to do the deliverance it's here It's it's in the house right now it's in the house right now it's in the house right now Somebody needs to go ahead and let some worship out. Somebody needs to go ahead and let some worship out. Come on, somebody ought to join a couple of these that are already in the front of this room this morning that's tired of the devil lying to them, that's tired of the devil stealing from them, that's tired. Come on, that's it. You ought to go ahead and make up your mind. I'm not living where I've been living. The devil doesn't have anything that God can't deliver back. I'm going to worship until it happens. I'm going to pray until it happens. I'm going to let God give me the victory today. Come on, somebody, let your praise out. Let your worship out. Let the glory, hallelujah, come from me within you. Hell is fearing. Hell is trembling. The enemy is running this morning because victory is about to become yours. Victory is just beyond where you are. Come on all over this room. Lift up your voice. Shout out to the Lord this morning. Lift up your voice and shout to the Lord this morning. I'm not sitting where I am. I'm going after it. Come on, make up your mind. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm tired of living defeated I'm tired of letting depression rule I'm tired of letting defeat rule I can walk in peace for God hath not given me the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind for the battle is not mine but belongs to the Lord for victory is mine saith the Lord I will walk in peace and I will not fear I will walk in faith and I will not doubt for God is for me and if God be for me who can be against me somebody needs to begin to speak a word of faith over your problem today and declare in Jesus name I'm going to have victory I'm going to have victory I'm going to have victory go ahead somebody go ahead somebody praising for the victory Praise you him for overcome. the victory. You Praise him for out. the victory.
1: Every hot thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. You overcome.
0: Come on, get that breakthrough. Must come, down. come on, elders, ministers, find somebody broken. to help pray with this morning. Why don't you pray somebody through to victory this morning? Pray somebody through to victory this morning. Come Come on somebody, help somebody this morning. Oh, you You overcome. You
1: overcome.
0: I'm not sitting There's here any longer. Be I will walk Do in way. this everybody in the house turn this house into a prayer room let's do war with some of our brothers and sisters in the house right now let's pray one for another right now we're going to overcome the devil is defeated in Jesus name the devil is defeated in Jesus name you Praise him for the victory this morning. Praise praise him for the victory this morning.